everybody. We want to welcome you to another edition of our Sacred Hoops podcast. Today we have a special guest with Sam and I and uh, to talk a little bit about athletic enhancement and how you can become a better athlete. I think the game of basketball has evolved tremendously from back when I played for sure. I think they're you know, obviously the, probably have a little bit different leather on the ball since when I played last. But um, it used to be just all about skill work, you know, and, and you know, becoming a better ball handler, a better shooter, and all the emphasis was on that. And to be real truthful with you, back when I played, even when I first started coaching, there was kind of this stigma amongst um, coaches that, you know, oh, should we even let our athletes even lift because it might mess up their shot and all these dumb, dumb things. And, and now as the game has changed, and I know especially for you, you really probably learned it on a great deal at the Division One level and playing professionally, Sam, but the importance of strength, conditioning, and just the upper edge that you have with your athletic ability. Yeah, I mean, it goes and ebbs and flows, like you said. Uh, maybe about, You're quite a bit older than me, but, uh, <laughs> you know, lifting wasn't really a big part of, of training when you were going. But then kind of when I got into high school and college, it was almost a guarantee you were expected to gain 20 to 35 pounds as soon as you got to college. Um, and that's basketball, you know, and that you were just expected of that just once you started lifting, once you started working out with the older, stronger guys, that was just going to happen. Now we're seeing almost more um, – of the leaner guys, the Kevin Durant's that can't even bench 185. I mean, they, they do just fine out there, obviously. So it, it's constantly changing, um, you know, from me to you. And then in 10 years, it'll be completely different. And that's just, that's just kind of how it goes. I agree. I think one constant, though, is the, the importance of being able to maximize your ability that you've been gifted with. We're, we're all limited somewhat, huh? We kind of got a ceiling, I guess, athletically. I have no ceiling, but yeah. you have a little bit. Uh, no, no, of course. <laughs> Of course, especially with the way technology is nowadays. I mean, the way they can measure certain things and you're not walking into, I mean, I worked out, I, I, uh, my first year in Europe, I lifted in a gym in Eastern Europe. And if you're imagining like a Russian gym, I mean, old weights that that's what we used and that's what we worked mm -hmm. out with. Now it, it's so nice and so awesome the way that athletes can test certain things and really, really, really maximize what they have. I agree. And, um, that kind of leads us into today. I'm real excited about our, our guest today. We have Seth Boonsma from uh, Boom Athletics. And, and one of the things that um, has intrigued me about Seth, I, I've known the family forever. I actually had the pleasure of coaching his younger brother, Brendan, for two summers of AAU basketball. And along the way, got to meet and really get to know the family. And it's one of the greatest families I've ever been around. And, and Seth was one of these athletes, that I, as I watched him um, go through college as a sprinter, that was never satisfied. Um, he was always hungrier to be better. Like you have a certain level of athlete that sometimes things I we talked about ceilings. You know, hey, I'm I'm, pr I'm pretty good. I'm satisfied with being pretty good. And I've never known Seth to ever be satisfied at all. Um, and and we talk about not having a ceiling. I don't think he feels that he does have a ceiling. And so um, I brought I wanted to bring um, Seth in today because when it comes to athletic ability and athletic enhancement. Um, I think that you can become as good as you allow yourself to be and, and all those things. And so um, he's currently working with my daughter, and I, I've seen what he's been able to do through his training program and how he's already helped her shave off a lot of time on her sprint work um, just off of just simple things that, you know, things wouldn't even think about. And I'm really excited to see where she goes in the future with that. But I want to just welcome um, everybody, um, Seth Boonsma from Boom Athletics. Seth, we really appreciate you coming out today and being a part of our podcast. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me. One of the things that we wanted to talk about, Seth, was 
One, I wanted to talk a little bit about your, your new training business, Boom Athletics. If you want to just touch base on that a little bit with us and let our viewers know a little bit more about what you do, where you do it at, and kind of the services that you provide. Yeah, so my business is Boom Athletics. You can go to boom-athletics.com for my website. Um, basically what I offer with that is personal training and sports performance training. Um, I try to target the client or athlete at their individual needs and goals. Um, I think a lot of people just kind of throw the exact same thing, whether you're a 45-year-old general client or a 15-year-old athlete. Sure. And I think the best thing you can possibly do is target that individual the, in a way that helps them continue to grow and continue to get better. And you talk about a ceiling. I don't really think about genetic ceilings. I don't really th Yes, we're all gifted genetically differently. You guys are both way taller than I am. But you're still way more athletic, which is why you're here talking <laughs> yeah. about being an athlete. So. But, you know, that shouldn't hold me back from dunking, right? That shouldn't right. hold me back from doing this. And that's what I try to instill into the athletes that I work with is, you know, I had a freshman basketball player say to me about a month ago, he's like, I was like, so what's the goal this year? And he's like, well, you know, I just want to play some varsity time and get a little bit better. I was like, what about state tournament? And he's like, huh, we're not going to make state tournament. I was like, well, then why play this year? You're setting a ceiling on yourself and your right. team. It's like, why, why go out there and play? Let's just, you know, sweep the floors, lock the gym floor, lock the gym, and let's get ready for next year. Yeah. You know, type thing. So I, I've, I've never really looked at that, and I know there are genetics, genetics that come into play, but I believe that if you attack an individual at their specific goals, I think you can maximize their potential. Well, I'm going to go on record. Um, my blazing speed was passed on down to my daughter. That's why she's so fast. Blazing <laughs> speed. Oh, I, no, I, I appreciate it. I, I appreciate all you've done with her, and, and I know many other athletes that have worked with you, and, and just the amount of praise that comes out of it. And what, what I really enjoy when I talk to her about the sessions with you is, how specific and intrinsic it is. It's truly teaching. It's not just, hey, let's go through this workout and then you're done. Um, we, we call it in our world, we talk about all the time about cookie cutter workouts. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of people out there in the basketball world that just provide a cookie cutter workout that 40 people will be on the floor, everybody doing the same exact workout, same exact drill, same exact skill. And, and that makes no sense to me because every single player is different, much like every athlete that you work with is different. And to get them optimally to perform at their ultimate level, you have to reach their individual um, performance level. So I want to kind of shift into that a little bit. Um, we're in the preseason right now for basketball, Sam. Yep. Uh, our kids are, what, two and a half months out until um, the start of high school season? It's, it's knocking on the yeah. door, right? Yeah, really quick. It, so, it's coming up here. One of the things that we always we're talking about with our athletes all the time is how, what are you doing to get ready? You know, what, shots, ball handling, all those things. But to me, the missing piece, the missing component is the athletic performance part of it. Um, so I wanted to throw some things out, and I know as we get going, Sam will throw some things out at well, you. Well, yeah, because real quick, I mean, we just had elite, our elite high school league on Sunday. And what was one of the biggest glaring things about oh. the athletes? I felt bad for them. You know, we're out there, and they're, they're, they're so out of condition. They're out of shape. That it's not even funny. And when that happens, you know, you're not able to perform at your highest levels. And it tells me also when I watch them play, every sport has its own different type of conditioning needed. But for the most part, most of the kids who, when they performed, were so out of shape, it told me they weren't doing anything. Yeah. And so to me, that's a red flag. If we're using this league as a way to prep yourself, 
what are you doing on those other days? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so if, I could, if I could pick your brain a little bit. Today, let's, I, I really just want to pick Seth's brain um, to be able to give information to our people who yeah. watch. But um, what would you say, Seth, if I was to ask you, what are two really key things, simple things that any athlete could do that could help their performance? Just quick and easy. Quick and easy things, I think uh, one would be, and I'll dive into it a little bit more, but one, just be ultra consistent with your approach, your training, your practicing, your sporting skill. Um, but I think the most important thing would probably just be, you know, to con continue to get in the weight room, for example, that would be my development aspect. Get in the weight room, but make it less is more. So a lot of people, a lot of basketball players, you guys were kind of talking about a little bit earlier how people are afraid to gain weight. Mm -hmm. It's like, yep. no, it's going to help you. I think there was a fad out there where it was like LeBron shoots, you know, to the side, so everyone else is going to do the same. And it's like, nah, that's, that's not true. Uh, the weights will help you. Like, they will help you a lot. But the thing is, you can't become major pro weight and anti-sporting skill just as you can't become pro sporting skill and anti-weights. And then you also can't become pro plyos where you're jumping all the time and no weights and you know then it goes vice versa no weights and all all weights and no plyos so i think the best thing you can do is you know just be ultra consistent with your training find a good coach trainer that can help you you know dial in a program where less is more you're sending specific signals to the body to adapt to what you're trying to uh, accomplish and uh, if you constantly go into a workout and you turn it into a uh, basically a thin where you're trying to get them over the trash can, it, it's not going to happen. Yep. You know, you're like, yeah. oh, I can run up and down the court, but guess what? My vertical's still only 25 inches. I'm a high school, senior in high school. So basically doing whatever you can to try to find that balance uh, that, that works best for you. Yeah, exactly. And one thing that I try to do is integrate is if I'm working with a basketball player is I'm going to teach them how to approach training. And we can do, let's say we're doing three high-intensity days a week. So that's plyos, weights, and in between those days, we're going to have low intensity. You might hit a little bit of upper body lifting or whatnot, but I'm going to teach them how to incorporate that into their basketball workouts. I'm not going to tell them what basketball workouts to do. That's up to their basketball trainers, coaches, but I can show them, hey, you know, like on a low intensity day, maybe let's just do like some spot shooting. You know, let's just mm -hmm. do stuff that's not a whole lot of moving so we can recover the CNS, recover the muscular system. And I think that's an approach that not a lot of people take. Well, I think it's really smart too because, again, um, to be able to perform at your highest level, those two things have to correlate. Your strength training, your, your athletic training, and your basketball training. And if you're fighting yourself on those two areas, I mean, recovery, if you want to talk about that, recovery and nutrition might be just as important as anything else you're doing, correct? Yeah. Right. And a lot of these athletes are doing multiple things. You know, yes. Right now, they're playing multiple sports, especially with school and everything else. So. That's a big part of it, too, is using your time efficiently and being smart about it. And like you said, less is more almost. Don't go into the gym expecting to work out for two and a half hours. I mean, go in, do what you have to do. Yeah, you mentioned the East Europe weight room. I would yeah. actually prefer that for athletes. You know, there's so yeah. much thins thrown at them. Now you got uh, vertical jump systems, all this different stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, you just get in there, you know, do a depth jump, do a squat, bulge and split squat, maybe a glute ham raise. Let's get out of there. Yeah. All right. You yeah. know, so like, Seth just wants to lift rocks. <laughs> <laughs>
throw boulders at each other. So All I want right. to I want to clean up a myth today. Okay? okay. So we got Seth here, and 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 one of the things in our world, you know, a kid would rather be able to dunk a ball than be able to be a highly consistent three point shooter. In a perfect world, that's just what every kid wants to be able to do. You know, and we were talking before we came on today about the old adage. You know, back in my day. Um, boy, man, it was doing calf raises till you puked and slapping on the old strength shoes because, by golly, those calf muscles was what gonna was what gonna make you dunk a ball. Yeah. Which, in all reality, that just is not true. So, if you could give some advice, Seth, to an athlete who wants to become more explosive with their verticality, when an explosiveness, the verticality comes with a lot of factors with explosiveness. But what do you think would be the two most important things? that an athlete could do to become more explosive? Because explosiveness is so important in basketball. It is. It's it hugely is. important. It is. Yeah, so, and this is kind of where you dive into explosive jumpers versus reactive elastic jumpers. So you might have one-footed jumpers versus two-footed jumpers. So if you're looking for more explosiveness, two things that you could do is simply develop power through the glutes and hips. And one way you do that is to get your squat up. And by getting your squat up, you know, get it up to a certain point so you raise like your window of cap- force capabilities and then taper off that squad. Really start jumping a lot, you know, yeah. whether it's max approach jumps t- towards the rim, whether it's a form of depth jumps where you drop off a box and jump as high as you can. Mm-hmm. Start with a low box height, maybe 10 to 12 inches, or you're doing something like um, dumbbell jump squats. You hold dumbbells in your hands, hold them to the side, start really low weight. Like I'm talking like five to 10% of your squat max. So you're mm-hmm. holding like 10 or 15 pounds mm-hmm. and simply just squat down, jump up as high as you can immediately. Once your feet hit, squat back down, jump back up. And one other thing too, I think that is very, very important to prevent not only injuries, but to further your athletic development is focus on the foot. How is your foot when you're running down the courts? How is it, you know, are you dorsiflexing your foot and hitting on the ball of the foot, rebounding well. You know, when you go up for a rebound, are you landing on, you know, ball of the foot? Are you landing heel collapsing? Are you landing plantar flexion so it's on your toes? Those are all things that cause injuries, mm-hmm. and that puts you si- that sidelines you. I, I would agree, and and uh, you know, I I think um, one of the biggest questions I get sometimes when it comes to squatting. So this might be another thing to help out our athletes as they're watching. Yeah. Um, correlation between heavy weight squat work into more lightweight with more reps, combination of both. What, what are your thoughts on squat in relation to weight used? Um, I'm a big believer in strength to body weight ratio. Um, so what you weigh currently, try to get as strong as possible. So let's say you weigh 160, try to squat two times body weight. That's 320, right? Okay. Um, but I try to stick to low reps and high weight as long as I'm there. If you're on your sure, own, sure, sure. I don't want you lifting heavy because, you know, you need a safe spotter. And, you know, I can educate you on how to progressively load the weight. Um, but one thing I want you to do is be able to see the results and tap into a new force window. So let's say, for example, um, let's relate it to the track world. And let's say a sprinter is running, you know, let's say he's running 200s at 60%. Now, he goes to a meet and runs a 100, and he's going, obviously, at 100%, right? But he's never been exposed to those velocities. The same thing kind of goes to the weight room. If you never, ever expose yourself to high force capabilities 
and build strength through a large range of motion, you're never going to really develop fully as an athlete if you're just repping, you know, low weight with high reps. And not saying there's there's a time for that, yeah, in time and place. But I really think you got to really expand that force capability window to further your development. And so you're talking. I mean, obviously there's going to be a plateau in place if you don't do those things. I mean, that that makes sense. That's why I'm I can't I can't get over that 350 pound benchmark, man. I've been there for like six months, Sam. So that. I should have talked, talked to Seth a long time ago on this, man. Holy cow. Yeah, yeah. We'll get that, we'll get that squad up to 400. For <laughs> All right, so I got one question real quick. Yeah, if do I it, can. Do so one of the biggest things I want to ask you about is flexibility. Because we got so many, mm -hmm. I mean, me in particular, I'm extremely not flexible at all. And I mean, I don't know if that leads to more injuries later on, or I, I struggle with my hips and I struggle with my knees and I struggle with all that kind of stuff. Um, and I wonder how early you start making sure or how important flexibility is to you when you're teaching that kind of stuff. It's very important. Before I even get you under a squat rack, I need to make sure you have the proper mobility and movement patterns. And movement efficiency is a real thing. I just feel like, you know, back to that, you know, back in my day thing, I, I don't know if I ever stretched ever mm -hmm. any, t I mean, it used to be, we'd play five games a day and I, you'd stand up, you'd get in the layup line, you'd start dunking the ball and you'd, it's just, you play. Yeah. And it's just no stretching whatsoever. And I have, I mean, I can barely touch, I don't even think I can touch my toes. Yeah. So. And, and to be an explosive athlete, you're going to have a little bit of tightness, right? You don't want to be completely pliable or anything right. like that. But flexibility, like, Everyone, it's kind of, there's a trend where it used to be all static stretching. Then there was a trend where it's no static stretching. And I think we need to find a delicate balance in there. And I think you should static stretch, at least, try to do it one time uh, a week and, or one time a day. And just get in there and really work and try to get lawn holds 20 to 30 seconds. Get your hip mobility better. Uh, which was going to prevent a lot of injury, can help, prevent injury a lot of injuries, yeah. you know, yeah. upstream, downstream. You know, that's a whole kinetic chain. And if you're tight in exactly. one area, you're going to be tight somewhere, somewhere else. else. That's just something I've always wished somebody would have told me 15 years ago. Like, I know, man. I, stretch I, I, I feel I, it pains me to watch you run up and down the floor when me? I'm playing with you. <laughs> Most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sprinting by you at lightning speed. But uh. yeah. Um, so last question. I want to wrap this up with the last question because this is another topic that I get asked a lot from our athletes. Um, you know, this time of year going into preseason, what do you think is a healthy balance when it comes to strength training? I, I get asked, um, is three days a week adequate enough? Is four days a week adequate enough? Um, what would be some suggestions? I know, I know it's not like it can't, it's not perfect for everybody. Right. But um, in your thoughts, what, what, what ideally would be good for a young person to be able to actually see some growth? Yeah, to see results, I, I'm a big believer in less is more, and I believe two to three times a week is pretty sufficient um, because at the end of the day, you want to keep that sporting skill number one priority. And to further that athletic development, let's say a Monday, Wednesday, Friday approach where Mondays and Fridays is really hitting the lower body hard mm -hmm. and Wednesday's still touching on the lower body a little bit but more light and really hitting the upper body hard in that day. Um, that way you're getting the best of both worlds and furthering your development as an athlete. Well, Seth, man, I, I really I appreciate you coming in today. I actually, I, I would love to have you back here in the near future Absolutely. so we can talk on some more specific topics. Uh, we you're, can talk you're, about this all day, man. Yeah, you're a world-class athlete, and I think it's cool to have a world-class athlete right here in our hometown. And, 
And uh, for all you young people and parents that are out there, if you're looking for somebody to work with your athletes to make them better and, and to enhance their athletic ability, Seth is absolutely one of the best. And I, I'm speaking from experience on this with him working with my own, my own child and I know many others that he's worked with. So uh, Boom Athletics is a place to, to, to go check out if you want to get uh, some extra work done. And, and uh, just don't be stealing my daughter's time slot. Or we're going to have some problems. <laughs> so, so for Sam and for myself here at Sacred Hoops and, and for Mr. Bruce Hoyer behind the wheel job, here in, in, in the Next Edge Academy studios, uh, we, we really appreciate everybody uh, tuning in, and we look forward to speaking to you soon.